Welcome to Equipus Church, Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. It's nice and warm in here. It's not as warm as India in here. Um, but um, thank you to all. If you're visiting this morning, I want to welcome you. My name is Will, uh, pastor of the church, along with my amazing wife, um, Desiree. She's in the Technical Dream Coat this morning. That's what I call it. And, uh, and uh, we want to welcome you. And so it's great. Come on, stand up. Show us your Technical. Okay. No. All right. Okay. Um, okay. Can you all just stretch your hands out and pray for me right now? <laughs> I was saying to the Lord earlier, I was like, Lord, I'm a little bit tired. I'm not sure how this morning's going to go. Well, now we know. We've started off. Okay, thank you, Lord. Um, so you're welcome again. Um, if you didn't know, I've just had the privilege and honor to go back up to India. Uh, India is a place that we've normally gone every single year in November uh, to lead a missions trip and to connect with our church up in, in Kolkata, and it's, it's just been awesome. Um, but unfortunately, obviously, over the last couple of years, uh, travel has not been happening, and so we've been unable to go to India. We also connect very strongly with the church in Tonga and Nukulofa there, and, and again, we've been unable to travel, and so as soon as those borders open up, we're going to be gone. And um, but it was so great to be able to go up to India and, and, and just catch up with Pastor Banu and Dina and um, just see how and, and what they've been doing and, and just really that whole, let us not neglect meeting together, but to encourage one another, spur one another on. And, and as we see the day of the Lord approaching and just many, many amazing things, you know, Pastor Banu sitting and talking with them, uh, Banu and Dina, they just, just, just you know, drop into the hat. Oh, yeah, we did a million meals over COVID. Just a, just a casual million meals? It's like, yeah, none of you can comprehend that right now, can you? All you logistic people, it's like, your, your brains are overloading, I'm not sure. Yeah, but just through the life of the church, they were able to outgive a million, over a million meals, a, uh, lots and lots and lots of people just being cared for and, and looked after. And here's the thing is, though, that it's not out of the normal for them. In the, in the country of India, in the city, and all that, they, they, they know about illness, they know about sickness, they know about disease and all that. But obviously, with this pandemic came through, it was a lot harder and harsher than some of the other illnesses. And, and so they were able to reach, reach into the city. And it's just a drop in the bucket still. Now, Kolkata, I think, is a city of around about 12 million or over, something like that. And um, just, just God's doing an amazing thing in and through them. And so thank you for praying for me. Thank you for praying for Pastor Jake Langridge as well from Auckland Monaco Church. Um, we went together and, and it was just a really, really profitable time. And tonight I might show some pictures and, and just tell a little bit of the story of what we got up to. But it's just amazing time to meet with people and encourage people. Because uh, sometimes the, the, that encouragement gets dull. Uh, you know, I, I'm always like, there's so much dis, or uh, what's the unencouragement? Discouragement, uh, of course. Yeah, all you university scholars. That's all right. Um, just, there's so much discouragement in the world, and there's so many things. We're disappointed, and, and we get hurt, or, or we get distracted by one thing or another. And, but to, to speak encouragement into people's lives is, is an, actually, it's an amazing privilege. 
It's an amazing privilege to be able to speak into anyone's life, but to, to go and, and just champion them and, and love them, and, and just, it's just amazing. It was, it was pretty awesome as well because we were able to um, uh, officially open, or they called it the inauguration, of a, uh, a $70,000 ambulance. Uh, it came with a doctor with it. Um, and so we now have the ability not to rely on the government, not to rely on any of the infrastructure in Kolkata, but we have an ambulance and a doctor and nurses that we can go from slum to slum or, or township to township. And, um, and, and you'll see this coming up in the future, um, just how people will come and register to go and see the doctor. And uh, mate, we opened that, we, we inaugurated and we prayed over the van, the doors were open, the doctor was in and people were in straight away. And the line was long, uh, but that's what it's for. And it's just amazing to just be part of what God's doing there. And so many cool things. And so in the future, we are doing a missions trip in, in November. Uh, or it's at the end of October to the first two weeks in November. And, and uh, I want to encourage you if, you, if you're interested in going on it, um, please come and talk to me. Come and talk to Jason. Um, and uh, we would love to tell you more about it. It's, it's always an amazing trip for you, but you're also an amazing blessing uh, to, the, to the city of Kolkata. And even when we go north to Senegal and, and just to the foothills of the Himalayas and preaching the gospel into, into the, basically the wilderness. We were, we were there well, the last time we went two years ago, and I remember going up north, and, and we got into these two um, old-school Pajeros, four-wheel drives, and literally we were going along a main road, and the lights get less and less, and, and we turned left onto a track, and the lights got fully less. There were no lights around. It was pitch black dark apart from the, the lights of the car. And we just drove through this four-wheel drive track. I was like, this is amazing, four-wheel driving in, in northern in India. And it was just awesome. But then in the distance, we saw one light, one street lamp. And uh, we slowly got closer and closer to it. And, and, um, and, and as we were arriving, we heard this massive explosion. And um, we are like, oh, sheesh, what was that? And another one went off. And we're like, oh, sheesh, what's going on? And um, we got there, and we got out, and the pastor came up to us. He's like, oh, pastor, do not be alarmed. We're just scaring off the elephant. I'm like, okay, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. It's like if there's turbulence on a plane, you look at the air stewards. If they're happy, you're happy. Uh, So like in India, if the pastor's happy about the elephant being near, and he's calm, I'm happy as well anyway. Hallelujah. I want to share this morning and segue into, into the message through that example of being in India and, and being in the in in, in northern uh, part of India and just what is the wilderness? It really is the jungle. You can have any animal running through at any moment and um, we don't get to experience that uh, too much here in, in New Zealand. You know, we might have the odd... Um, I don't know, wild horse or possum run across the road or something like that. You get wild horses in the North Island. And, and, but but, but in, 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 in this moment, there was just this wilderness. And I want to, uh, the, the, over the last couple of years, I've been, we've, we've, we've had to deal with some stuff. Have you had to deal with some stuff? Deal with lots of changes, lots of situations, lots of sometimes disappointment. Lots of uncertainty, lots of anxiety, lots of challenges that can 
just make you feel unsettled or restless. You can have, you know, lots of challenges going on in your workplace with the whole COVID thing and then at home. I know the first lockdown we had to figure out how do we do two full-time plus jobs plus do three educations for our children plus also have our own introvert, extrovert moments and space and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and, and it, was, it was pressure. There's, I think the last season of life has just been pressure. There's always pressure. Um, but I, I want to read you a psalm, or not a psalm, I, I want to read out of Isaiah chapter 40 as we open this up this morning. And it says this, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. God wants you to be com- know His comfort this morning. Not, not just race on, but you know sometimes we've got to get to this, or we've got to get to that. But God wants you to know His comfort. If anything, one thing that I, I have, when I, whenever I come back from India, I always have way more questions than what I went with. But one thing I have, and I always come back with, and one thing that is always highlighted a whole lot more is that Jesus is my rock and my refuge. He, he, he is our fortress. He, he's, he's the rock of our salvation. He's the rock of my salvation. And, and when he talks and he says, comfort, comfort my people, I know my hope is in him. The Bible says that hope is the anchor to our soul. How much of our soul has been turned upside down and thrown around over the last couple of years? Here's the thing. It's, prob- it's going to continue happening, hopefully at a lesser degree. Hopefully we can have a little bit more organizing and comfort for all those planned people. But God wants to bring us comfort, comfort into, uh, into our world. It says this, speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned. Yes, the Lord has punished her twice over for all her sins. So we all know that, that there's sin in the world. And we like saying there's sin in the world. How about we say, hey, there's sin in my world. Ouch. A little bit ouchier. A little bit out. We all have sin in our world. Come on, let's just be honest today. The devil is out there. He is trying his best. And with the demonic powers that are around us, there's always something. I like what Walt Disney came up with many years ago, how there was a little devil Donald Duck and a little angel Donald Duck on one shoulder, and there's this fight going on. Anyone with me this morning? You know, there's, there's always there's, there's opportunity here, there's opportunity there for sin to enter into our world. Cain and Abel, very earlier on, it says, God says to Abel, be careful for sin is crouching at the door. So here's the thing, don't be naive to, to sin. There's always, the sin happens in our world, but here's the thing, God wants to bring you comfort because He's our rock, He took our sin on the cross, past, present, and future, but now we live our lives doing our best, uh, focusing on Him and letting us bring sanctification in our lives, right? Just a little side point here this morning. Verse 3, it goes on, it says, listen. Anyone like the words listen? Anyone a parent here? All the parents, we bless you in Jesus' name. You will use that word a lot. It says, listen, it's the voice of someone shouting. 
Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and live on the mountains and the hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all the people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. See, I've shared this message two other times. Not in this church. In fact, when Pastor Matt in, in, in New Plymouth asked me to go up there maybe around six weeks ago, he's like, I, I was praying. I was like, Lord, what do you want me to say? Because you never just want to turn up to a place and just regurgitate some of, this, some of the messages you've done. You're like, oh, sweet, easy week. Right? Oh, sorry, that's just sometimes me. Uh, but you're, you're, we're always going there to serve, and we want to be in tune with the prophetic voice of what God's saying. And I, and I really felt like God wanted to say to, to them as a church, I've shared it also here in Dunedin and Elam uh, a couple of weeks ago, but I really believe this message is for us as well, that, that what God wants to highlight is, yes, we want, He wants to bring comfort into our world. He wants to bring blessing into our world. He's speaking tenderly to us, but He says this, listen, it's the voice of someone shouting, clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland. See, this is, this is the very thing that was prophesied around John the Baptist. John the Baptist was prophesied and declared that he would be a, a voice shouting into the wilderness. We live in a wilderness. We have a wilderness called Dunedin City. We have a wilderness called the South Island. We have a wilderness called New Zealand. We live in a wilderness. It just might not look like a jungle. But man, there's so many people just standing at the waterhole drinking, standing next to each other just, just drinking, not knowing that there's an alligator underneath. Not, not going that there's something ready to devour them. We, we, our wilderness just looks different. Of someone's cryptocurrency just plummeting. And they're wondering whether they, their, their life was worth living. Or we don't have this and, and there's a whole lot of hope lost. Or we live in the wilderness of anxiety. We, have a, we live in the wilderness of inflation and price hikes. And have we gonna have, do we have enough of, to be able to food, feed our family and, and our children and all that? We, there's wilderness happening everywhere. We just, it just doesn't look like green leaves. We live in a wilderness. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited right now. Because after eight years, I actually know my neighbors. I do know I, we have met one neighbor that was across the road, and, and they were amazing, amazing people, an old elderly couple, and so we've just, I've just mowed their lawns for them and go and help them out with some uh, home handyman stuff and a few leaks here and there. I get Ryan involved with that, and, uh, you know. But I've got other neighbors. Now we have um, some neighbors next door to us, and we, we met them and, and um, had, had a drink with them the other night. And then there's other neighbors that moved in the other side, and we're like, hey, come on, like, let's get together and, and learn. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's finally after eight years, I know my neighbor. How easy is it to not know your neighbor? How easy is it just to be in our wilderness, our land, our, our, our moment? But God wants to bring us into a, let's be a voice into our wilderness. Let's be a voice into our wilderness. God will move on our life. It says here, then the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all the people will see together that the Lord has spoken. So for, for, for we always like, come on, Lord, heal our land. Come on, come on, come on, God, we want you to do miracles. 
he'll do miracles through us. He'll do miracles through us, but it's whether we will be a, a voice shouting in, into uh, the wilderness. So I want to encourage us this morning. God wants us to be a voice in the wilderness. In, in Mark chapter 1, in fact, um, John the Baptist is talked about in every single gospel. Mark chapter 1, Matthew chapter 3, John chapter 1, we'll read out of it. In, Luke, in, the, in the gospel of Luke, it's a whole lot more explained, it's a whole lot more expanded. It talks about how the angel of the Lord comes to his father, Zechariah, and, and, and talks to him about a whole lot of things, and he's breaking religious mindsets, and, and Zechariah actually becomes mute because he's like, Really? Is this going to happen? There was some doubt in his life. And it wasn't until he then re- he named him and, and, and he said his name would be John that he got his voice back. Now, I really believe that we've got to just get to a point of let's, let's push through our unbelief. And let's push into a place where we go, yes, Lord, I agree. It says this in, in John chapter 1, or Mark chapter 1 first. It says, this is the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. It it, it began just as the prophet Isaiah had written. Look, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you. He will will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. This is John the Baptist. This was his mandate. To declare a voice in the wilderness. To declare a voice in our wilderness. Go to Matthew chapter 3, same thing. In those days, John the Baptist, come in the Judean wilderness. Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Speaking about John, uh, this, speaking about John, when his voice was shouted in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. And even the, in, in John chapter 1, it says here, God sent a man. Um, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light, the one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone who was coming into the world. Verse 7 says to tell about the light so that everyone, everyone might believe. To tell about the lie so that everyone. I, it's, it's too hard for me to understand that. It's too hard for me to go everyone. Something like 8 billion people on the face of the planet. Everyone. Everyone. 8 billion people, everyone. How does that happen? Do you know that if, if, if um, I think I've shared this before. But did you know that if you took responsibility and you became a voice in the wilderness and for every year for 36 years, you just chose one person who didn't know Jesus and you, you became a voice in their life. You told them about the love of Christ, the hope of Christ, the sanctification of Christ, the mercy of Christ, the goodness of Christ, the joy of Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit at work, with, working within our lives. And you train that person to know and connect with the Holy Spirit and with God. And then you train them to then do that again the next year. And they then would take on the same mantle. So every single year, one person would turn to two people. Two people would turn to four people. Four people would turn to eight people. This is, this is now four years. Over four years. Eight people would turn to 16. 
fifth year. Keeping on going. 32. Am I right? Yeah. I'll stop there because my math's running out. But you get the picture. Did you know that if you, uh, across 36 years, it would take 36 years, and the entire planet would have heard and heard and, and received the gospel? 36 years. It can be done. Yes, we fight against principalities and powers and, and all that sort of stuff, and there's a battle going on, but isn't it worth trying? Isn't it worth trying? I'm so thankful. There's an old geezer who lives in Lower Hut right now. His name's called Ken Rout. And he went to our rancho and he just shared the gospel. And when I was 14, the gospel came alive in my life. That was year one. That today, or, 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 day, or day zero, we could call it. Anyone done a rat test recently? <laughs> I want to encourage you. Come on, let's be a voice shouting into the wilderness. You know, I want to, also this morning, there's, there's just some other things on my heart where, you know, let, let, as Christians, I, I love the fact that we have Jesus in our life. But don't, don't just stop at the need of Him in our life. We honor our need of Jesus in our life, and we honor the miracles that He, that he does in our lives and the breakthrough and, the, and, and, and all that, and we, and we believe for things in our life. But when there's people in our life who also need Jesus, I, I still think of, of many people that I know who don't have Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I'm like, man, if they, if they only knew His grace, only knew His love, only knew the wisdom of the Bible and how to operate, man, their life would be a whole lot better. But, then, but, but as Christians, can I encourage you, don't stop at just pointing people to miracles. See, it says here in, in Mark chapter 1, verse 40, this is the beginning of, of Mark's account anyway. And it talks about here when Jesus heals a, leprous, lepro, a man with leprosy. It says this, a man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. Be healed. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Then Jesus sent him on his way and sternly warned, sternly warning him, don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let, the, let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for, for those who have been healed of leprosy. And this will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. But the man went and spread the word, proclaiming to everyone what had happened. As a result, large crowds soon surrounded Jesus, and he couldn't publicly enter town anywhere. He had to stay out in secluded places, but people from everywhere kept coming to him. I don't know. Have you ever read that story and you think, what? You know, Jesus was there. He's like, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone yet. This is at the start of the book of Mark. This is at the start of Jesus' miracles. You know, when, when he turns water into wine and, and his mum says to him, you know, can you do it? And he says, you know, woman, my time has not come yet. And, and we focus on and different, different phrases and stuff. But I, I've always wondered, why, why is Jesus not wanting to tell people that he's there yet? Why is he not saying? And I, and I was just thinking about it and go with me. You might, this might leap with you as well. And I'm not saying this is doctrine. But I think sometimes, as this was at the very beginning of his life, 
But it's, it's, I believe we should be praying for signs and wonders. I believe we should be praying for miracles. But that's not the end. The, the, the end is actually Jesus. Have you, ever, have you ever gone and tried to order and pick up McDonald's at the sign? Which is 1,200 meters down the road? You know what I mean? It's like, this is about, you know, signs and wonders are to point to. The sign down the road saying McDonald's is up the road points us to McDonald's. And once we get to McDonald's, then you get to receive what it has. Maybe you should use different to McDonald's at lunchtime. Uh, but, but when it comes to Jesus, let's not, as Christians, don't stop at the signs. Let's believe for the signs and wonders will declare the preaching of the gospel. But let's believe that we get people to Jesus, because that's the greatest miracle, which is when Jesus comes alive in our heart and our salvation is in Him, in Jesus' name. That's the greatest miracle. Come on, even this morning, don't just, just praise God for the miracle of your salvation. Come on, give Him a clap of praise this morning. I know you love Him. See, sometimes we, like, I know we live in, oh, you know, people say, oh, we're down in the, the conservative Dunedin. Yeah, we are conservative, but let's never, ever be conservative about our salvation in Christ. Let's always be happy and joyful and praiseful about our salvation in Christ. See, see in the start of Mark, this is the, this is the story of the leper. But then at the very end of Mark, what does it say? And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. See, now, like, if you're unsure of when you're supposed to be a light or in, into the world, or if you're unsure about being a voice in the wilderness, you can now. Let me just help you out. Over 2,000 years ago, the Bible was written, this part here was written. It says, now go into all the world, preach the gospel. See, with India, with India, you can, you can go there and you think, man, this is helpless. Different scenario, different needs, different hope. No ACC over there. Don't work, don't get paid. Like we went around to someone's home, a young girl who's in the life of the church, and her dad needed an operation. And uh, he was recovering, going to take two months to recover. No ACC there. Don't work, don't get paid. So she was doing some part-time work. Her other sister was doing some part-time work. Just get enough money to make sure they could eat, feed the family. They didn't have to worry about their heating bill like we do here. And no AC, well, there's some AC there, but they didn't have AC. Now, there's just, there's, there's, our situation might be different, but we can still preach the gospel. We can still preach the gospel in our world. Right, well, even this week, there's people in your world. As many of you know of, we just built a house, and, and I've, I've got a friend who was the rep, and, he, and, and I just had many conversations with him. But now I'm like going, how can I continue then connecting with him? So he, did, he moved to a job where he needed to, where he, he um, was a rep for glass, and I needed a glass panel for the shower, so I got him up there, and, and then he likes golf, and so um, I like golf as well. I'm pretty average at it, um, or even terrible at it. Uh, but he's, he's really, really good at it. 
And so, you know, I've had, I've invited them to have a game of golf, and I've even invited other people from church um, to have a game of golf together as well, connecting people with people. And, and like now, he also, he just shares to me that he used to work at a, at a golf course and he was the green keeper and so he knows a whole lot about grass and I, I just want right now I've sown a whole lot of grass in my back lawn and I'm like hey man um, I ring him on the phone again hey can you come up and give me some information about my grass and he goes oh don't you know don't go and buy that stuff from Mitre 10 I'll order you some stuff from this commercial place and obviously a whole lot cheaper and a whole lot better it's beautiful grass <sighs> amen I'm excited about the grass right now and a little bit came through just before winter but right now I'm waiting and and even now though I've got a whole lot of uh, grass grubs and stuff like that I'm like tell me about it I'm creating ways like I'm planting weeds in my grass just so he can come up and I can have a conversation with him and I can get into his world and I can show him that I'm not just weird or hopefully maybe it's leaning towards the weirder side I'm not sure but, but, or, or needy, or whatever. But we're trying to create ways where I can get into this world. Trying to create ways where we can, you know. And now he's like, he's even researching online lawnmowers for me. Because apparently the lawnmowers that spin are rubbish. You need ones that cut grass. Anyway, I'm giving you way too much information. <laughs> Some, is, does, just one person, I'm believing one person's out there this morning who's, who's connecting with us. Let's be a voice in our wilderness. There's so many people out there that are so nervous right now still. We, we even before that, mental well-being and all that was, was high on the list in New Zealand. But even with the anxiety through COVID and that, we, we know we're near out the other side. People are nervous with what they hear in the newspapers or the online. They hear about what, what's the Reserve Bank doing and all this house prices and all that sort of stuff. Come on, we, can, we can be a light in the wilderness. In um, 2 Timothy, I, I, I love 2 Timothy chapter 4 because, and I've shared it many times. It's, just, it's like Paul, the Apostle Paul, sharing to Timothy like one of his... Um, one, one of like I guess the sons, one of his sons in, in the Word, in in, the, in in God, and he just says this: Hey, you know, this is near the end of him addressing Timothy, and he says, "I solemnly urge you, in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead, when He comes to set up His kingdom." And his first thing is preach the Word of God. What's the first thing we need to preach? To someone who doesn't know Jesus. What is the first thing? Often we get it wrong. Our first thing is judgment. Our first thing is like, oh, well, sheesh, you shouldn't be doing that. Or whatever. Our first thing is, often we get it wrong, but our first thing is the good news. Jesus saves. Jesus loves. Yeah, he is going to come and bring judgment, and he is going to come and set up his kingdom. But if you, by faith, have given your heart to Jesus and accepted what he did on the cross, he's paid our penalty. He's paid it. That's the good news. Now, some people are going to receive that. Some people are not. But wouldn't it be a shame? Wouldn't it be so sad 
if we had people in our world and we never spoke up to them. And the Bible says no one likes a lamb, places it under a bucket. But instead they put it on the hilltop so that everyone can see. I want to encourage you. Come on, last year or the year before, we, we did a series called Visible and we had a whole lot of these little candles and, and, and all that. And it was quite gimmicky. And you still got that candle at home? I'm not sure. But let's be visible. Maybe we could, uh, I'm not <laughs> creating a religious ceremony or something, but light it and spend some time praying for the people that you're, you're believing for. Then, then blow it out or whatever. and Just something that will trigger our heart to reach people for Jesus. Because one thing in India that I, I, I said it always comes back, back to me is, is the hope that they have in Christ. We have our hope in Christ. It goes on and it says a whole lot of different other things. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct and rebuke and encourage your people with good teaching. Now remember, this is people in the church that he's talking about. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to the sound of wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for the teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news. Work at telling others the good news. Why? Because the promise in Isaiah 40, it says, as we do that, as we speak into the wilderness, uh, He will fill in valleys. He will level mountain hills. He will straighten curves and, and smooth out the rough places. Now, I, I, I love going for walks. My favorite place for going for walks is around the, the, the walkway of the, of the peninsula. Because it's curvy, it's not hilly. I don't like hills. I like going up and down. That's hard work. But the mirandering around the curves and different directions, that's enjoyable. God wants to bring enjoyable into our, into our life. He wants to bring comfort into your world. He wants to bring comfort into your neighbor's world. Not just for us. We, we would be so selfish if we just held on to Christ for ourselves. I think actually in Proverbs chapter 3 at the very end, it talks about do not withhold to your neighbor what you can give to your neighbor today. Don't wait until tomorrow. I want to encourage you this morning. Let's continue to be a light into the world. Music team, if you guys can jump up, that'll be great. I think I think I think one of the the biggest things, though, that hinders us uh, is 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 fear or disappointment. And maybe it started off there was this wanting to, a real love and a real passion and a real desire to be used by Jesus into the world that you live in. I remember coming home from camp when I was 14 and, and, and I told my parents, and I said, I've given Jesus my heart. 
And they're like, okay. Moved on. Like something happened in my world when I'd given Jesus my heart. And I thought it was a big thing. And I go to my non-Christian parents who knew, knew nothing more. And I just and I got this blase response back. I was expecting them to be a whole lot more happy, a whole lot more joyful. But how could they have been a whole lot more happy and joyful when they didn't know what they needed to be joyful and happy about? And in those moments, you get disappointed. And maybe you've, you've shared with some of your friends. I've told you, I've shared with, I shared with people on the, when I used to be on the building site. I've had bricks thrown at me, sort of in fun. But who knows that a joke is 99% true? Like, you know, here comes the Bible basher. Catch this. Watch out for the prick. You know, and sometimes you get disappointment and sometimes it's a cool factor. There's so much noise out there in the world today. And you've got to be so PC. Well, if they're allowed that opinion, that's cool. That's fine. Well, if anyone's allowed their opinion, why can't I have my opinion? But our opinion sometimes gets harshly judged because the truth will always shine through. But sometimes we, we come away and we get disappointed. M- much like Simon and Peter when they'd gone fishing every single night. But I want to say through the story, just be ready in season and out of season, like Paul said to Timothy. And just like where, where Jesus said to Peter again, who had, had brought disappointment into his world, where he felt like he'd missed out, he felt like he'd denied Jesus. But he had said to Peter, hey, why don't you just go fishing one more time? Just go fishing one more time. I know you've been fishing all night and you've caught nothing. But why don't you just go fishing one more time? And in a word from Jesus, they went fishing one more time and they caught a massive, massive catch. See, this morning where we're finishing is we're just going to say, Lord, use me to go fishing one more time. Say to me to go fishing one more time. Just hear a word from God saying, God, I want to go fishing one more time. Maybe the Holy Spirit might provoke you and say, hey, I want you to bake a cake and take it over to the neighbors and say hi. You know, we met our neighbors and they've got an amazing little daughter and, 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 they, and I think she's pretty much an extrovert and, uh, and Harper was playing with her and all that. And so all of yesterday, she was looking over the fence. She walked around the fence, came in, played with Harper. And after a little while, Harper took it back. <laughs> Again, looking over the fence. A couple of hours later, I'm not sure. I wasn't there. I was doing other things. But next thing you know, around the fence. Hi. Can you come and play? Just, just taking an opportunity to reach people for Jesus. When we stand, we're going to pray. I love church. I love church. Because church is about people. Church is about people meeting together to encourage one another and to believe and spur one another on. That's my whole ethos philosophy. There's a whole lot of other things that happen in and around church and there's different politics and there's different 
situations and there's a whole lot of different things going on and leadership this and leadership that and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and, and I get it, but it's just a massive, massive distraction. I'm not saying it's not quite a little not needed because you do need to have organization and you do need to have stuff. But the, the church is a church and we've got to allow for each other's faults. And, but we're the church to bring light to the world. We're here, to, we're here to believe and pray and help one another go through stuff, but we're also there to reflect the glory of God to the world that we live in. And so I'm passionate about the church lifting up and encouraging one another, but I'm also passionate about reaching our world for Jesus. Who's the person in your world that you can make up excuses, sow weeds in your grass? Figure out how you can connect into their world. Who's the person that you can work on? And the pressure is just one person a year. Just one person. It's not a lot. But I wonder what would happen if we just said, God, use me. Let me be a voice shouting in the wilderness. Let the Holy Spirit take a moment. Like Paul said to Timothy, be ready in season and out of season. Father, I thank you for every single person here. And I know your love and your grace over their lives. And as, as we, we hear as the church this morning, as we glorify you, Jesus, as we lift up your name, Jesus, as we, as we honor you, Jesus, for all of the things of being our Lord and our King in our life. Lord, you've, you've told us to reflect your glory. You've told us, Lord, to reach the world for you. And Father, right now, over every single person, I just want to pray for disappointment. Maybe you, 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 you're here this morning and, and you've, you've, you've gone out there and you've got some courage and, and you've gone after and you've, you've, you've said something to someone about Jesus and you've, and you've got a bad response like the fishing. You went out and fished all night, but no response. In fact, this discouragement has crept into your heart. And you almost felt rejected, disappointed. You said, man, I'm never going to do that again. Can I want to pray for you this morning. I want to break that off your life. I want to say, come on, go again. And it's almost like you felt like the, the enemy has put a basket over the top of you. And he's just going to lift it off and Show the, 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 the light in your life is going to shine bright. Come on, if that's you, I just want you to lift your hands. Close your eyes, lift your hands. I'm just going to pray. Father, right across this room this morning, many, many people here, they know your love and know your grace. And Lord, we've gone, on, we've gone out and we've gone fishing. We've gone declaring the Word of God. We're declaring the good news that Jesus loves, that Jesus redeems, Jesus forgives. But Lord, there's been times where we've been knocked back. This is and, and, and disappointment and and and, and Lord, that, that that our courage has been squashed. Father, in Jesus' name, right now I thank you that there's a fresh wind just fanning into flame. The gift that you placed on our lives, Lord. Lord, just breathe over every single person. Let that let those embers come alight again. Let them stir. 
Let the joy of our salvation in us be glorified. Lord, Lord out of our lives, may, may, may hilltops be flattened, Lord. May valleys be filled in. May the glory of the Lord be shone into our wildernesses, into our world. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Just as we... Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.